Hello and welcome to Telegram of the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today is Kat Pauldry. We're just going to get right into it because <laughs> we're, just, we're just like rambling on <laughs> for, oh for, my God. For, for for like a, a couple minutes. And I'm like, uh, should, we, should we start recording? Yeah, uh, crap. We should start recording this because I'm not... <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not yeah, gonna be this, you guys I'm not gonna be miss... this I'm not gonna be this consistent for uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, you guys should know uh, that uh, Abdullah. Do you go by Abdullah, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, he yeah he this is uh, he has recorded multiple episodes back to back, and uh, he may be uh, slightly burnt out. Uh, you know, so we're, we're coming in with low expectations so we can, uh, exceed over that bar. No, no, I, I wouldn't say low expectations. I think like people started tuning out, like they only tune in when, when there's like a huge guest and, and, and then it's like, you know, then, then, then all the other episodes are just like dead air. They're just like, yeah, we're just waiting for the, for the next big guest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to, well, uh, I do an impression of Celine Dion. So what we could do here is, um, you know, pretend that, you know, hello, Celine Dion is on the air. Uh Oh, <laughs> okay. And then you put that in the comments and, oh my God, Celine. No, 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 no. But it's Celine Dion on the podcast today and people will click. It's a celebrity. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe not. Well, that's that's a great reference that people are totally <laughs> gonna get. <laughs> people are so excited about the hot and up and coming Celine Dion. Just a young, fresh act. Oh man, that 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 act must kill when you're doing stand up and you you just go up and you just do like <laughs> Celine Dion for like two minutes and just watch people, watch people sit through <laughs> sit through the entire thing. <laughs> This is the weird struggle when you come up in like sketch comedy because it's like, you know, I did sketch for years and it was so fun. Um, But then you're like, oh, unless I'm on SNL, uh, which I'm not currently, uh, how do I translate these skills to other mediums? And it is like, you know, I'm actually planning a comedy tour for this summer but I'm going to be touring as a character, Jan Salami, who's a lounge comic who peaked in the 70s. Um, and so it's like a weird thing where I'm like, OK, I bet I can get myself up at like variety shows and cabaret shows. But in terms of straight up comedy clubs and booking myself, I, my instinct is like, they're not going to want me to just come up as a character. Right. <laughs> it's like a it is a weird. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a weird uh, line to ride you know well and plus like well i mean i don't know like uh, absurdist humor has become kind of the norm in recent years so maybe maybe it'll work maybe you'll find an audience who's into you know, like really absurd like you know as a character doing stand-up instead of just you know you're right i mean that's the other thing is like you know, Neil Hamburger, he's like a guy who does stand up as a character like all the time. And and um, and also Nick Kroll. I mean, he had this comedy special. He did like an hour. I think I don't know if this is when he was opening for Aziz Ansari or whatever, but it was like mostly his characters from Groundlings and whatever his show. 
And then he would do some stand-up as himself. Um, and honestly, the stand-up as him wasn't that great. It was like the characters that were the most fun. So it's kind of like, I probably shouldn't have said that on a pod. Nick Kroll's going to come after me now. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. Nicole. He's going to listen to this and he's like, well, that's it. I got to do like 20 more seasons of Big Mouth now. Oh, no. <laughs> I accidentally started beef with Nick. Um <laughs> I wish. I wish I like could start beef with Nick Kroll. Oh, I love him. <laughs> that that came out sounding a little dirty. Anyway. <laughs> oh, just just you wait. It's gonna get filthier. Just uh, parents, if you're if you're listening, it's gonna get like a lot weirder. So if you if you have kids listening to this, please please get them out. You know, just just let them leave the room now because it's gonna get it's gonna get. Yeah, weird. we forgot <laughs> to mention. We forgot to mention. This is the midnight show. This is the midnight show, and it's gonna get very weird. <laughs> Cat Paldry after dark, okay, okay. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, I have to correct you. I have to correct you. It's Pilardi. It Pilardi. is Pilardi. Okay. Oh yeah, because uh, I remember that. Because I, I remember. <laughs> I remember um, when I when I first heard how it was pronounced. <laughs> I was like, Does she have a bit where she where she's like, I'm Cat Pilardi, and I do Pilates? <laughs> Because that would be, because that would be really terrible I've, and awesome. Yes, I have gotten that. <laughs> I've thought about starting a a Pilates workout because I actually I've taught Zumba and I'm a huge Pilates fan. So truly, that has been pitched to me to do Pilates, Pilates. Uh, I do I do offer a Zumba and dance party workout for kids, or it's a Disney and Broad, Broadway dance party workout, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll think of expanding, uh, Abdullah. Thank you. Thanks for the pitch. Start, you know, and then, and then it'll get as big as CrossFit, and they'll, be, it'll, and then it'll become a cult. So there you go. Oh God, that's my nightmare. <laughs> the thing about, by the way, I don't know if you can hear me like drinking. Well, actually, this is a, like a little funny story. Is that um, I, you know, does it ever happen to you where Instagram advertising works on you and you purchase a product because they've uh you know, they've listened to your every word and then brainwashed you to want something. Oh, you mean like, uh, man, you know, uh, <laughs> like every every website ever you go to where it's like, oh, man, I, I, I'm I'm following these specific accounts. Oh, and then the, and then, the ad, and then the ads are like specifically yes. tailored for those for those things. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's also well, anyway, this this uh this product is called mud water and it's like the most hipster obnoxious thing, but it's, it's basically, it's got one seventh the caffeine of coffee because I'm always like a little too jittery on coffee, but, and it's like, you know, it's shaga mushroom and cacao and chai and, you know, all these things, but it's like, it's so overpriced, you know, and, and it's, and it's created by this, white guy but all the marketing is like kind of trying to sound urban i'll say you know and so it's just like kind of a little painful but i bought it anyway because it's exactly what i want you know what i mean and uh turns out one seventh the caffeine of coffee is not enough coffee and it put me to sleep uh so i did have to add some i, I now i'm just adding instant coffee to the powder that they gave me uh, which kind of defeats the purpose. Anyway, oh, so oh, I, I, don't, I, I, guess... I thought I thought you were gonna say you were gonna add like a little, um, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> to get you to get you real going. <laughs> or cocaine? 
Is yeah. that what we're talking about? <laughs> um, listen, you know, I will, I will argue that cold brew coffee is a stronger drug than cocaine. Uh, there are forms of coffee now. I mean, surely we don't talk about it because it's like, I feel like like alcohol and coffee, it's kind of like, these are part of the American dream. But honestly, coffee is incredibly addictive and they're selling it way too strong. They sell like, you know, Starbucks with a triple shot of added espresso at these, you know, gas station stops where these truck drivers are like, you know, I mean, they're just, they're hooked on drugs. The drug of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I, mean, I think I mentioned this to, to my therapist where it's like, yeah, we, we, we as a society look down on smoking and, and smoking is a, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not I'm not here to defend it or, you know, uh, demonize it. But I, I always found it hilarious how we how as a society, we look down upon something like smoking, but we'll sell soda to kids. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like that sugar, you know, that'll give you diabetes. There you go. You know, we'll, you mar- we'll, we'll market that. To wow, kids. this is yeah. <laughs> and, and also for the fans, you thought this was going to be about uh, and, you know voiceover, but we're going to talk about uh, addictive drugs this whole episode. <laughs> also, is... <laughs> also, um, a note to anyone listening from the major networks: this this website, uh, this this uh, <laughs> this podcast does not glorify the drug use or any of that sort of stuff. This is satire we are making fun these are jokes i know that i know i know it's it's a weird concept jokes we, we don't have jokes anymore but you know it's it's a thing people do it's jokes <sighs> it's jokes it's jokes i know for the heads of industry for the president of netflix and dreamworks and uh all these companies that are 100 percent listening to this episode uh uh say, we you know we do not condone uh, drug use. Uh, okay, you know what? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I bailed on my own joke. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick Kroll's going to come for me. <laughs> um, well, now, oh, man. Now the, now the people at Nickelodeon are going to be like, well, we're not going to bring her character back on Casa Grande's now. It's like, no. <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> Casa Grande's. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. No, um. That was really fun. That was like a dream. That was also pre-pandemic. So everyone, so the, for the viewers out there, I did a guest star on Casa Grande's where I got to be a villain. Um, and I got to, the way they do it at Nickelodeon, I don't know if this is all shows, we were all in the same big booth, like all the stars of the show. Um, Carlos, who was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, he was kind of in like a slight side booth. He had like a VIP booth, but we could still see him. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was like we were all in the same room recording the episode at the same time. Like, and it was so cool. It was like so exciting. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I I'm I'm. It was very learn as you go. Like I feel like the theme for me is everyone always telling me to do it bigger <laughs> than I'm already doing it. Like I came up in music theater, and it was like. I, I remember doing this musical, Oklahoma, and I was doing Ado Annie. It was, like, in Chicago, and and uh, they just kept saying, like, you know, okay, but can you do it, but bigger, though, bigger. And I would just be like, oh, Oklahoma, what it means, go. And then they'd be like, bigger, and I'd be like, 
Oklahoma, where the winds come. And it felt like I just didn't know how to do it any bigger than I was already doing it. Um, but with voiceover, I'm learning. Learning to, uh, you know, you can't go big enough. You know, you can't do enough levels. They love levels. They love when you, you go big and then you go small, you know. So I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. That's what I, I'm learning. I mean, plus, like, you were playing a villain and, you know, villains are usually, like. Yes, yes. Uh, over the top and cartoony and goofy <laughs> and. And, yes. and she was she was a great villain. I I really liked that episode. I mean, I'm I'm you know, like people think that you know just because I'm you know that people think that just because I don't talk about a certain shows enough that I I'm not you know watching them or I'm not like madly in love with them. But like, you know, if if something's great, I'll talk about it. And if something like catches my eye, I'll be like, okay, this is interesting. And I really liked your performance, especially when it comes, especially in a day and age when. You know, uh, most people in voiceover just uh, most companies just use like the same two or three people. It's it's kind of nice to to see new talent pop up. <laughs> oh my god! I know it's like how does anybody? Well, that's the other weird thing is I feel like I don't know what if there's anything you particularly want to talk about on this episode, but like for me, I think I've always kind of had an imposter syndrome with voiceover where I feel like voiceover is a whole scene or a bunch of small scenes, and it's like. I came up kind of in the sketch comedy scene and fell into voiceover, which I love, but it's like, it's this, I'll hear, you know, I'll be at gigs and people will say names to me that I've never heard of, or, you know, like, like I will hear people talking at the, you know, at the coffee, you know, the coffee maker at like Margarita Mix in Hollywood, which is like a big recording studio saying, it sounds like a fictional conversation in another language to me. Where they'll be like, you know, did you hear Bill Buttersworth on the episode of uh, Ting Tang Boys? Oh, my God. And what he did with Susie Summers, you know, where it's just like, I don't know. I'm smiling. I'm nodding. I'm pretending to know these things, but I'm still very much learning, like, who's who. And it's kind of like. I'm always scared that they're going to just discover that I am an imposter <laughs> or something. I don't know. But anyway, I don't know if you've ever felt that way or if you're just like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like no, voiceover no, is such I, a, it's a whole other scene. No, I, I like, I, if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm like very socially awkward and I'm like every, I'm like dreading every interview I do. Cause it's like, fuck man they're gonna realize i'm i'm making shit up as i go along oh god <laughs> like especially when it comes to when it, when it comes to like doing an interview with someone like i grew up watching as a kid i'm like fuck man like i can't you know how do i approach this in a way where i'm not a fanboy where i'm not oh, wow. like, being like you know, annoying and professional and that's you know, interesting <laughs> That's cool that you've been able to have your, I mean, people that you used to watch growing up on the show, though. That's, I mean, I feel like you, you, I feel like you actually do know way more about voiceover than I, I feel like, you know, I feel like uh, I probably need to learn some things from you on this episode. So <laughs> feel free to school me. <laughs> no, I, and I, there, there is a part of me that envies you because like you, you, you have this entire world that you're slowly going to discover. That's like super amazing. And I wish I could like experience some of the, some of some stuff like all over again. Cause 
Because now you're mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, with me, it's like you're used to it. Like you watch so many shows and cartoons and and, mm. video, and you play a lot of video games. You know who's who and you know who's capable of what. But like from an outsider's perspective, them like listening to to a to a to a person for the first time and then being blown away by that particular person's performance is just like it's just a once in a lifetime feeling that you just don't. Just don't, just don't get to experience ever again, and I'm just so jealous of that. Mm. Like you're you're going to discover all these amazing people, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I wish I could go back to when I was like five or six years old, and I didn't know like half these people were. <laughs> mm. I feel that similar way about sketch, where you know, when I was growing up, I was able to enjoy SNL so much, right? Like I, I um. Oh my God, I just like would quote every Chris Farley sketch, you know, to my friends and do all the characters. And, and now, you know, having like attempted to audition for the show and, and having friends on the show, it, it there's a, a certain amount of pain. Like every time I watch it or like see it where it's like, I, I actually feel like there's a great cast right now and it's pretty exciting and they're doing great sketches. Um, but the, yeah, it's like also there's just like a weird pain with pretty much anyone in sketch tied in with the show because I don't know why it's been the only sketch show, not the only sketch show at all, actually. Like there's so many great sketch shows. There's Key and Peele and a million others. But it feels like sometimes it feels like with family or something they're like, have you ever auditioned for SNL? You know, it's like, you know what you want to do? You want to do SNL, you know, and it's kind of like I've tried, you know, it's. It's like this weird hierarchy or like, I don't know. But anyway, I feel, I don't know if that's, that's kind of different than what you're talking about, but I feel that there was a purity to how I would experience it as a kid versus when you're actually in the industry. It's kind of, I, that's maybe a very different point than what no, you were no, making. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I, mean, I totally understand it because like as a kid, you grew up watching like people like Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, like those types of people, oh, yeah. and, and you're like, oh man, I want to be like that. But then you know, you, you get older and start to realize how the business works and mm-hmm. how self how self destructive that that lifestyle is. And it's, like, and it's like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's the other thing. Like this is probably my last year. All like I'm I am gonna put a tape together for SNL, but I I'm like. Eh. It's also like, even if I were to get it, it's like, oh man, I'm hoping to have kids in the next couple of years or, you know, like, am I really going to move to New York and be on an insane schedule? And like, I mean, if, if, if I were to even get on, it's like, oh man, like that's, yeah, it's, it's such a, I don't, it seems like a rough environment, even for those who are very emotionally secure, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, no, um, it's it's interesting because again, it, imposter syndrome I think affects everybody at some point. I mean, like from what I've learned from doing this show is like everyone has uh, some sort of imposter syndrome, and everyone's just like faking it till they make it at some point. <laughs> you know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. that's. I mean, that's so true, especially with voiceover, where it's like, yeah, I. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you can major in it in college. I don't think. 
I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I think act- you can like, I mean, it's acting, but I, but I, but I get it. Like there is no, mm-hmm. how, do, how do you get into voiceover in, in college? Like there is no, yeah. like the basis of creating a character voice course. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't know. <laughs> like I haven't been, mm-hmm. I mean, I graduated back in like 2014, so I, I don't even know what colleges are like anymore. So it's like, uh, you know, they could be, they could be like, um, space asylums for all I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely, yeah. I've heard a rumor that college is now space asylums and you have to eat that dried food that you do in space. And, um, yeah, you get shot out to space and then that's where you get your major. Right. <laughs> is that what they're doing now? I don't, I don't even know anymore. It's just like, cause, cause I, I've noticed that, one of the weirdest things about getting older, and this is like going off way off on a bit of a tangent, but like, one, <laughs> like one one of the weirdest things about getting older for me is that I realize that I rarely look back on high school or college anymore because like that part of my life is over. I don't really need to to look back mm-hmm. on it. But at the same time, it's like I, I find myself looking back on it sometimes and thinking, man. Was there really a point in my life where I was like obsessed with like my grades and stuff? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, most, oh. of the stuff, most of the stuff I learned in college didn't, you know, didn't do me all that well. <laughs> you know? I know. It's so crazy. I was like really good at school. Oh, my God. I had like a really bad like um, reality check leaving college myself because like, I mean, I worked very hard in school, but my parents did like pay for things right then they paid for my college so I kind of and I was a theater major so it's like I had very little like real world skills and then I moved right to New York City and I gotta tell you and it was the stock market crash of 2008 and I arrive in New York City and I'm like here I am do you love me and New York City was like fuck you get out of the way and, um, like that was the vibe. And, uh, I couldn't even keep a waitressing job. Like, I swear to God, I got fired from every borough in New York as a waiter. Like I would last for about three to six months. And then I would, they would just be like, eh, you're just not quite great. And I was like, I didn't even want to be a waiter. I thought I had to be a waiter to be an actress. And it was like, you know, I, that's my biggest regret is that I kept trying to be a waiter when it's like, Kat, you have a college degree, just get a day job. You don't have that many auditions. <laughs> like, it'd be like, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't get a day job. Uh, what if I get an audition? And it's like, Kat, just get a job that you don't hate and you'll work out the auditions later. That's my advice for anyone just first graduating school. It's like, just get a job that you don't hate. Don't force yourself to do a job just because it's flexible. You know what I mean? And plus, like with with the age of the internet and and people, you know, people get paid making YouTube videos now. It's like, so it's like if if that's if that's yeah. something if that's something you're good at and you can find a way to monetize it, then go ahead. Like you don't have to the the days of like working mm-hmm. like working yeah. at, working at a fast food place to to to, to scrape by is, are like over now. It's like yeah, <laughs> I know it is a weird. Yeah, it is a weird. Uh, well, I will say though, like making actual money off YouTube is not that easy. You know, I mean, like that takes some time and luck to build. Uh, you know, 
Uh, maybe I'm crazy, but yeah, you might need to work at, uh, you know, uh, Jamba Juice for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, even even voiceover, like if you're just starting out, you kind of need to have like a couple of side jobs as you book gigs. And then when you get when you when, mm-hmm. you, when, you're, when you're at a point where you can book, you know, mm-hmm. full time, then you can do it full time. But. I know a lot of people who, you know, when they first started out, they used to do like a, 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 a voice acting was their side job, but as as they got as they got their name out there, as they got more mm. you know, in demand, they, they're like, okay, you know, I can do this full time now. So it's a slow process, but you know, it's good. Mm. It's a good idea to have like some sort of side job in case you know to keep the money coming in, because Lord knows you're gonna be need to, you're gonna you're gonna. Uh, be, need to. Uh, you, Lord knows you're gonna need to deal with taxes and shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious to ask you because you've interviewed so many people. Like, from those who seem to be um, full time voiceover, how have they financially cobbled it together, or what seems to be the gigs that are actually bringing home the bacon? Because I gotta tell you, you know, I'm doing these guest stars, and I, I just booked my first series regular. On, on a show, on a Netflix animated series, but I'm, I would need to like, at the rate that I'm making, and I'm so grateful, but I would need to do like six series regulars a year to actually make a living on, on the, on some of these rates. So I'm curious what, yeah, like what, I don't know what you're hearing about. Uh, oh, you know. no. Um, where the real money is, is promos, 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 hmm. promos. That's where the money is. Like all mm. like the video games and the TV shows, yeah, those are nice. But if you want to make if you want to make money doing this full time, it's all in promos. It's all in promos, commercials, <laughs> promos. That's where the money is. Because like if you if you get a, a job like being like the voice of like McDonald's or whatever, they're gonna play that commercial. And guess what? Every time they play that commercial, you get royalties from it. And that's how mm. you know that's how you make a living mm. off of voice acting, kids. It's not about TV shows or video games. It's about promos and and, and commercials because those, mm. those are the ones that pay that pay the most. That's interesting. <laughs> I've been yeah. It's like I've actually been debating too because I'm at like more of a mid level agency, and they don't. I, I don't get a ton of auditions, but I feel like the ones I get are like really fun animated roles that I'm right for or occasional commercial. But I, it's like a weird balance for me because I think if I'm if I'm auditioning all the time and like spending my days alone in my closet, I kind of go crazy where it's like a balance where like I, I need some amount of human interaction each week. And so I don't know if that means, you know what, I'll just be a part-time voiceover actor and do these other things or whether there's like a way to either just get really quick at it or make it like more social. You know what I mean? I don't know if there, if you've found, I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious no, I mean, I mean, it's, if you have thoughts on that. Because cause there are people I've talked to who do live action as well. So it's not like they don't tie themselves to specifically voiceover. But I mean, like the people, yeah. who, the the big name people, like realistically, if you want to make money doing like voiceover full time, like doing cartoons and video games, you have to be like really crazy in demand. Like you have to be booking auditions mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. and right. And, and, and that's just so rare. So rare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, 
but, but that's my advice. Like, you know, focus on promos and, and commercials and booking, booking those gigs. And, and, you know, and, 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 and just like, if, 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 it, if, if there comes a time when you feel like, you know, you can do voiceover full time, you know, go for it. But if like, if it's something that you feel like you're, you're doing, that's not, you know, that's not financially or socially fulfilling to you, then just don't bother with it. Like, it's fine. You know, it's it's not like, you know, I, I read this like post on Twitter like a couple of days ago that said, mm. look, I mean, look, the, the reality is most people who do voiceover don't ha don't get that break breakout role. Like sometimes they just like show up for like a couple like guest a guest role or like a. Doing mm -hmm. ad additional voices and that's fine like that's the nature of the business like not everyone's like not everyone's going to be a success story is what i'm saying so and well i do think also like it's important that we start talking about like what a what a blue collar actor is versus like okay celebrity or nothing kind of thing where it's like it is like and, and i don't i mean this like generally with acting it's kind of like i feel like it's like yeah, you're either a movie star or you didn't make it or something where it's like, I kind of feel like what's more common is to make like 10 to 20 grand a year acting and then also doing other work. And I'm not saying like that's my dream necessarily, but I do think also, I don't know. I feel like there's, yeah, I feel like there's, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I feel like, or also, being in it for the long haul means knowing, okay, there's going to be some years where I'm doing more acting than others. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and having some balance in your life where that doesn't make you crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know, but maybe this is me coming, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I totally get where you're coming from. You need to find that balance. Like every, every person, regardless of their regardless of what they do for a living they need up they need to balance it out because if you do because here's the thing you can love your job but at some point it's gonna feel like work and you're gonna hate it like you need to find a way to keep you know to keep loving what you're doing you know, mm. to, keep, to keep your dream job your dream job because no matter what like no matter what you do you need to find ways to keep, you know, to keep yourself sane, to keep yourself like motivated, to keep yourself like, you know, waking up every day saying, okay, I want to keep doing, you know, I want to still keep, keep doing this. Cause like, you know, there, there are going to be points where you get older and you're going to, you know, start to, to you know, <laughs> really look back on, look back, look back on where you are, where you're going in life. And, mm. and, and it's just, man this is getting really deep but um but um like there there is <laughs> but, but i mean again because i read this whole I, I i hate this idea of if you enjoy what you're doing it doesn't it, it would you don't if you enjoy your job you don't have to work a day in your life that is just complete bullshit because okay thank you for saying that <laughs> because i really I'm hate like, that I, people? I really hate that saying where it's like oh if you love what you do then you don't have to work a day in your life like come on man that's not fucking true <laughs> that is just complete bullshit yes, that's such bullshit it's like every job is a job and it's gonna have days for you it's gonna be days where you have the goddamn sniffles and you gotta do a netty and you know and it's gonna suck uh, I don't know why I said the sniffles. 
I really was going to say COVID and then it felt too dark. And anyway, point being, there's going to be some tough days. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, there are going to be tough days and they're going to be great days, but like you keep, you need to like my big, again, my, my advice is that, you know, if you want to, if you love something and you're passionate about it, don't, 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 don't give up on it. But at the same time, it's like, if you're doing something and it's not working out, don't force yourself to keep doing it. Otherwise you're going to burn yourself out. So, and that's like the best advice I can really mm -hmm. give is that, you know, if you're doing something, I mean, if you're doing voiceover and you're and, and you're finding it not, and you're not finding any fulfillment in it financially or you know mentally then then it's okay to stop it's fine you know you don't have to force yourself to do something you find no joy in in doing anymore it's fine you know like it's I don't if know. you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you hate voiceover you can quit <laughs> okay we give you permission <laughs> give you permission not to do the auditions you don't want to do i mean either not, not even like just voiceover just like life just like work in general is like if, you, if you're not yeah if you're, if you're doing something and you don't find it fulfilling i don't understand like why you keep doing it like <laughs> you know, especially if, if it's not paying yeah. i mean definitely <laughs> if, you if know it, if, it, if it pays like shit and it's like you know, <laughs> and it's not and it's not fulfilling for you then why are you doing it i don't even know people are, people are weird <laughs> To prove your dad wrong. You know what I'm saying, man? Okay, that's dark. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. But listen, I'm doing fine, okay? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I am in a hot, dark closet as we record this. Um, but I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what else? What else? <laughs> I feel like we need to, like... Lighten the mood. We need to just lighten the mood before what it turns into. Know. Before yeah. I, mean, I just love the fact that people are going to listen to this, like thinking we're going to talk about like cartoons and stuff, and then it's like <laughs> we're talking about existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No. Um. I. I. Like, how is, like, um. I don't know. Um, I was going to ask like something about comedy, but I'm, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, that has been like an interesting journey is like, cause I feel like my background is like, I, I like to do characters and then I went through sketch comedy. So like with auditions, the ones I've booked, it's just like me kind of pulling a character I already like to do in some version of that. And just, having fun with it. And it's like the ones that I'm having fun with are the only ones that I'm booking. Like, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like everyone's approach is so different. Um, I don't know. I haven't figured out like with video games, like how to, cause it feels like that's more dramatic and more serious. And I haven't necessarily like, uh, cracked the code on that one, but, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but you know what I did want to say on this episode is that I have, um, a show I did just came out on June 12th. Um, it was an episode of Trollstopia. Um, it's season three, episode one. I think it's Blazing the Blazing Blazes. And I got to do this like hard rock troll. It was so fun. And um, when I saw the character that they had built, I was like, oh my God, I want to be like, I want that to be my style now. 
like the character, like she was like also a redhead, but like had this like just really cool hard rock style. Um, and I think it's anyway, it's officially out and I haven't even seen it yet. I need to watch it tonight. Oh man, um, if, if you if if you had told me, I would have like watched that. <laughs> I would have prepared. I mean, I would have prepared questions about. You, <laughs> about oh about God, that. yeah, you are so unprepared, and you know what? It's rude. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually really impressed that you watch Casa Grandes because, like, for the viewers out there, it's not easy to watch an episode of a Nickelodeon show. Like, I had to pay two or three dollars to watch the episode because I don't have cable. Like, how did you even watch watch my episode of Casa Grandes? <clears throat> oh oh you okay some illegal activity for the um i watched this i watched this no i watched it on an official streaming service local streaming service here i mean i i again i paid for like like i'm just like okay i'm gonna set up like a free account and a throwaway email just to watch this episode because oh because 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 it was on there and it's like okay you know here's a couple episodes that um i i didn't i didn't watch yet and i'm like okay they're on the streaming service i'll just start a throwaway account i'm not i have no interest in in, in paying it for, mm. for another subscription because i'm already subscribed to netflix and i feel like that's enough i don't really need to be subscribed to more to more uh to more uh oh i'm stealing my streamings from everyone i got like you know uh hbo from my sister amazon prime you know i got i got hulu from my friend ashley i got netflix from my sister i got i'm trying to get on peacock but i don't have a connection there yet okay <laughs> but my my boyfriend's cousin works for peacock so i'm thinking you know we got to butter her up get me a free peacock login so i can watch girls 5 eva or whatever that new comedy show is that's coming out but um <laughs> Peacock, hello, Peacock. Oh God, I can imagine. I can imagine you. I can imagine you like um, sneaking it, uh, uh, logging into someone else's Netflix account, and, and and someone like logging back into that account and watching the the search history. And it's like, okay, who has been watching like all these stand up specials? <laughs> oh my God, it's true. My poor sister. I was also my ex boyfriend was like on. Like, every time we would turn on the Netflix, you know how you can choose whose account to go to? And, like, his name was at the bottom for about a year. And my boy, my current boyfriend would see that. And I, it took me a year to, like, take Evan, my ex-boyfriend's name off of it, which I feel, still feel bad about. Because it was probably painful, like, every time he saw. <laughs> Only because when I got together with my current boyfriend, I was still, like, mourning, mourning, like the breakup of my last relationship, even though it had been like a year and I, and I had chosen the breakup, but it was like, I was still like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you or whatever, but it was like kind of, it's not always a clean cut black and white, uh, break up and get together. You know, sometimes there's uh, you know, there's some residual dust of sadness and feelings. Um, and so, yeah. So anyway, I eventually got rid of Evan, Evan's name on that account. <laughs> <laughs> she took everything. She took the uh, Evan, if you're account. listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she took, I know that was the other thing. I like felt so bad about the breakup. I was like, I can't take the Netflix away from him, too. <sighs> um, anyway, I, I'm not good at not sharing personal information on podcasts. I think I share way too much personal information. <laughs> oh, I just I, hope that nobody uh, I know is listens. <laughs> 
I, I, huh? uh, God, I remember someone, um, a recent interview I did with someone and, and I was like, you know, are you okay with me swearing? And she's like, I, I don't mind swearing, but I, I, I would rather you keep it clean. Cause I know my parents are going to be listening. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> the moment, oh God. The, the moment I hear someone tell me like their parents or their aunt or whoever's going to start listening. I'm like, okay, I, I got to start. I got to act professional. So no dick jokes or, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> or any like existential crisis God. talk. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's the story of my life. Like, I feel like, oh, I was just like such dirty sense of humor. And my parents are like, my family's like an Irish Catholic Boston family. And, you know, and my aunt Priscilla follows me on Facebook and Instagram. So it's like, I see my friends and they're posting like pictures of them in their thong bikini and, you know, doing their dirty comedy bits and I'm like god damn guys I don't think I could do the same because I my aunt Priscilla would see it and I would never forgive myself <laughs> you know she just she because she's called me out before she's like that's inappropriate you know <laughs> um you know I, she's just always watching you know what I mean like aunt Priscilla is watching and uh you know yeah Oh, oh God! No, I, I hope no sorry. one. It's hard know, to keep it clean. <laughs> I gotta help no one from your family listening to this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd feel embarrassed now. <laughs> oh, oh no! I know, Aunt Priscilla. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but she keeps me in line. I also. So this is another story. Like my sister's a director, and um, and she directed her first movie is called Blow the Man Down. It's set in Boston. And I got into the movie as a hooker or sorry, I should say sex worker, because I've been told that actually um, hooker and prostitute, like people are trying to get people to stop saying those words and legalize sex work. That's a totally other story. So anyway, um, I was playing a sex worker on this movie and I was supposed to have a sex scene. And my mom like heard that there was going to happen. And she's like, Bridget you are not having your sister do a sex scene in the movie. You know, we are going to have our family at the movie theater. Okay. And we're not going to have it that you can see, you know, my daughter doing sex on screen. So now you're going to cut it. And so my sex scene got cut. Um, but I did, I did have, I did have some other fun scenes with Margo Martindale. Okay. And, um, but that's kind of the family joke is that I played a hooker, but like, you don't see any of like, you just see me fully clothed in the movie. <laughs> sex worker. Sex worker. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, like when they heard the, the fact that you were playing um, a sex worker and they, heard the t <laughs> and they heard the title, did they go, is this a porno? Is this a porno? <laughs> what is this a porno movie? What do you do? Yeah. Porno, you know what? I mean, God, Bridget, you know, can't you write something more appropriate, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. My parents are very fun. They have, like, thick Boston accents. My dad's always like, whatever you do, go balls to the wall, Catherine. You know, take it all or nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I feel like he's he's so intense. Like, I feel like he was – he's kind of like as if your father was a a varsity sports coach. You know, like everything is that level of intensity. Like even when I tell him I got a voiceover gig, he'll be like, nice, uh, you know, really study up, really do a good cat, you know, really learn the lines, really blow it out of the water. And it's like, dad, I was going to do that, you know, and now I just feel like, I don't know, I have dad issues. That's, oh, 
God, I wasn't going to open up about this. No, no, no. All, no, all I can think about is like your father being like Mick from from the Rocky movies. <laughs> he is. He is. He literally coached my sports team in seventh grade for lacrosse, and we won state. I mean, we won like the championship because he's a very good coach. Like he's he's a great coach. Uh, when it comes to being the father of like a sensitive artistic uh, lady like me, at times, you know. Maybe he uh, gives more advice than he should, you know, or, uh, you know, maybe give kind of, you know, wants me to maybe, uh, you know, do things bigger and better than I'm doing. I don't think he I think he means well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I, I know. I know the feeling like when when parents mean well, but they always end up like saying something like you're, you're just like wondering you shouldn't have said that you really shouldn't have said that <laughs> i know you mean well but it's you like should so, have, you should have like bad. thought about what you <laughs> how you wanted to word that before saying it <laughs> <laughs> it's so impossible to like be the parent of an artist too because it's just like yeah it's like walking on glass it's like it's so hard not to just say something that will break them you know i mean like Oh my God. I can't remember. I remember when I first got on a UCB sketch team and this is, a, it's so competitive. It took me four years of just a, the audition process to get on. And I tell my dad and I was like, I did it. And he's like, Oh, how much you making? And I was like, it doesn't pay. And like, I just died. You know, I just died. I think he probably felt bad too, but it just broke me. You know, it broke me. It was like, no, this isn't paid. This is just my dream to be on a sketch team, you know. But uh, whew, what are you going to do? <laughs> what do you mean it what doesn't do? pay? <laughs> what, oh, it doesn't pay. Then why, why are you doing it? Uh, because I love it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. I feel like we're this generation too. We're like, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. But for my personally, my parents invested a lot in my education. And so I think it probably was hard for them to have invested a lot of money in my education and then have me kind of just like go and be a, a failed waitress and then like do, do things that I didn't probably need a, an expensive degree for, you know, or like, you know, a, you know, do this life where it's like, I'm not making a ton of money yet or whatever. It's like, I can't afford a house. You know, it's like probably, probably really painful for them to see that in to, to not have any control over that. You know, uh, and I can't imagine, I can imagine them calling you up like every, every hour saying, are you, I have, so have you, have you booked the SNL gig yet? Have you <laughs> my booked God. The SNL gig yet? <laughs> oh my God. I know. I thought that this podcast was going to be really uplifting for people, but I, I worry that if anyone listens to it, they'll be like, you know what? I was thinking of doing voiceover, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> this uh, sounds no, too hard. Look, um, here's here's the thing. Like again, we're joking. You know, everyone. <laughs> like the honest, the honest truth is like every everyone's experience is going to be different. Like some people, like no one has the same story. Like that's what I love about voiceover. Mm -hmm. Like every person you talk to has a different story, and so like. Again, it's again, I don't I'm not I'm not trying to discourage anyone getting into it. I mean, it's a tough business, but, you know, you can, you know, 
it's possible. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it and you put in the work. (laughs) Can you just read that off a (laughs) t-shirt? I don't believe you. (laughs) Anything's possible if you just put your mind to it. I mean, well, it, well um, I got, I we got to be no. marketable. We got to like have like a sound bite for, 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 for future generations where we can like <laughs> av- advertise this, 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 this episode. Oh my god! No, the... I really do think it, it's true. If you stick into something long enough, I feel like if you just like stay, keep doing something long enough, work will come. I mean, at least to some degree, it's like, I mean, if you just keep living and breathing and walking, going through the motions, like. Things do happen, you know? I mean, it's it's hard, but, you know, you just got to do it every day. Like, that's the important thing is, like, you just do it every day. Mm. Like, have have a routine. And once you have that routine, it you know, you, you get used to it. But once you break that routine, then it gets hard to, you know, get back into doing that routine. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your routine? Like, how do you, when you get auditions, what what kind of auditions do you go out for and, like, what is your routine with that? No, I mean I don't. I mean I'm not. I'm not an actor. I don't. I, I should. I should have just mentioned. Hey, this. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You are an actor. <laughs> Limiting beliefs. Okay, hold on. No. Like, I, I, I mean, there's no like, there is no um, voiceover business here. Like, I mean, there. I mean, I did look up like some, like the voiceover sessions here, but they pay like really, really crappy, and it's like. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Oh yeah, I know. It's hard to get excited about uh submitting for a thing that uh pays like shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh they, uh, oh this like little local ra- this like lo- local radio station wants like someone to do promos. I'm like, okay, cool. How much is it paying? Oh five five bucks. <laughs> like, <ugh>. God <laughs> Where are you again? What are, where are you living again? Remind uh, me. Kuwait. <laughs> Kuwait. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah, their local radio is not a does not have a ton of extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a dying medium. So there you go. <laughs> oh, note to self: don't submit in Kuwait. <laughs> I'll let my agent know. It's like we we need someone to cut promos. Okay, how much are you gonna pay me? Oh, five bucks? No, no. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Like why, I'm why sorry. Not, that's, well, like, that's why brutal. not pay? Why not pay me the exposure then? If that's mm. going to be the case. <laughs> Do you have? I mean, have you have you attempted or have you thought about like remote submissions where you know the the actor can work remotely, like and be you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's. I mean, most of the stuff now is like you know most the most uh, stuff. Uh, I mean, again, like the voiceover scene is like pretty much non-existent here. It's all it's all like just a couple of radio, mm. pro- radio promos, mm. radio promos or commercials that pay like like nothing. So it's like, mm. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like if you're not going up for it, you might want to. If you if you're making this podcast, it sounds like you're interested. No, I mean, I'm interested in. I mean, like here's the thing: is like, I I mean. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm I'm at that point in my life where I'm just like really thinking about like, you know, thinking about uh, what can I do full time, what can I not do full time, and and usually like mm-hmm. the, the usually like the reason why I, why I bring a lot of voiceover people on here is because 
like I, f- I feel like voiceover is a really easy thing to talk about and that, you know, most people in voiceover are, are like, you know, there's no bullshit with them. Like, you mm. know, it's, you know, they are who they are. Like there is no Hollywood bullshit where someone pretends like they're someone who they're not or you have to like watch what you say around them. Otherwise, you're going to be blacklisted for <laughs> for for pissing. Them oh, off. I'm, I am going to blacklist you. Let me be clear on that. Uh, just wait till you see my review on this uh, on the iTunes review. OK, <laughs> don't oh, underestimate. Oh, me. So, I, that, I didn't... so that was so that was you that gave us gave me the one star, right? <laughs> Not yet. No, I'll be adding the second one star review. Um, I I didn't play a villain for nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, as soon as you said like people that pretend to be something, I just immediately wanted to pretend to be someone I was not. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> just to prove you wrong, I guess. But uh... oh, you you thought I was nice this whole time? Well, I wasn't. You better edit out everything. <laughs> I'm going to make your life a living hell. Um, I don't know. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I mean, just as a, a show host, I'm, I'm, I love it. I love it. I think you're great. And I think you got a great voice here. So, uh, you know, and also maybe the question of what can I do full time? Maybe that's not the question to ask. If you are interested, you know, you don't have to figure out how to do it full time right away. At least something I'm personally working on is like, bite-sizing my life and, and, and letting go of that all or nothing balls to the wall, you know, dad coach, that side of my dad coach and, and, and embrace the sort of like, you know what, let me just try a bite of this and see where, and see what's next and see where it takes me. You know, you don't have to figure out the full time and maybe we're not meant, meant to really do everything full time as humans. I, I question the nine to five, all or like that lifestyle uh, I question whether that's the healthiest thing for us oh yeah I, I mean sometimes like I look at people who do voiceover like full full time and like are in everything and I'm like how do you mm-hmm. like how do you have time to to just be human because <laughs> you're just busy busy working you know 24 uh, 7 on these roles and auditions and what have you and I'm like do you even have free time <laughs> So wondering from them or from you, anything you've picked up, like how are people doing auditions efficiently and quickly? Because let me tell you, I think my method is not super quick. <laughs> it's um, like, I think if I had a lot of auditions, I wouldn't be able to get them all done because <laughs> my method is slow. <laughs> I mean, mo- mostly they just like, they just um, audition for everything. Like they just audition mm-hmm. for, for everything that, you know, they can find like under the sun. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, find mm. find find out who's hiring for what, and just throw your name out there because I know because I know like a lot of uh, some of my friends do that. So and it's like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's usually how they do it, where they just um, they just uh, throw throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, but I I imagine I feel like the only exception to that might be audiobooks. Because I feel like that is almost a whole other scene or skill set. Not that I mean, I might be wrong. I'm sure a lot of people do audiobooks and other things. But like, I took this little audiobook, not even a workshop. I was talking to this um, this lady named Christy in LA who 
was knows a lot about audiobooks and we did this little sample but um it feels like if you book it you just it just takes hours and hours and you have to be like somewhat efficient with your process of specifically recording the audiobook for it to be worth your time and money it, i think it is a really cool skill though like i think it's i think it's it's super cool and i really like to listen to audiobooks but that almost feels like um yeah, I, I feel like if you were if you were kind of like full time doing all these like one off auditions and then you booked an audiobook, it would like really be a lot of your time. It would just be I don't know. It's a lot. Oh, no, everyone hates audiobooks. Like everyone like <laughs> everyone loves listening to audiobooks, but everyone hates recording audiobooks because they're just so time consuming. <laughs> yeah, and vocally Oh, but they oh, when they're done well though, man. I'm listening to this um, book called "The Girl with the Louding Voice," and it's set in Nigeria. And I must be a Nigerian woman doing the, all the voices. And she, and I mean, the story is both like heart wrenching and also really inspiring. And um, you know, it's about this like girl who's sold as a child bride, and it's 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 like set in the past, but but it's like her journey to like escape that and get an education. But this woman just she does all these different voices and like characters and it's, Oh, it's good. I feel like I would want to do an audiobook in a booth, like with us, with a team of people. But the reality is like, I'm sure a lot of people are doing, are recording them. Maybe that is the case, but I feel like a lot of people are recording them from their home booth where you have to kind of be your own audio engineer, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially with COVID and, and not being able to, I mean, there are some studios that are open, but I, but most of the people I talk to still record from home. So, yeah, man, it's like, yeah, anyway, it's an interesting scene, but I will say the, I somehow fought, fell into the pocket of like what I believe I can book because they're the ones I have booked and who seems to listen to my auditions are like, you know, comedic animated shows for kids and like like side characters or like funny weird characters on those shows which is like that is very fun that is very fun and like very fun to do so i i hope the audience doesn't think i hate voiceover or i'm in a dark place uh, i really do enjoy uh you know that voiceover that i've gotten to do uh i just like i need to put that out there uh if anyone is, is still listening to this episode um you know uh, you know, I think that I really do enjoy, enjoy that part of it. And I, my dream, I do go out for musical roles. Like, and I, I'll, those take a lot longer because you have to like also learn the song and lay the song down and do your vocal warm ups. But one day, like, that's a dream of mine is to like get to do a role with like a full song at least, you know what I mean? Hey man. I but mean, we'll see. I mean, theater's great. And I, I, I kind of like, <laughs> have a lot of respect for the thespians as they call themselves <laughs> oh you mean like music theater yeah yeah thespians the, the music theater th people yeah yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> another i mean that's another yeah the thespians so you yeah you don't identify as thespian can i ask like, what you studied in school or you know no, what because you I, didn't, were I, didn't, drawn toward? I mean I, I didn't study acting like there is no acting here like it's all like i say like i have a degree in business management and even then it's like business is constantly changing and companies are constantly changing that mm -hmm. that it may that it means nothing <laughs> like having a big a degree in business management means, means mm -hmm. absolutely nothing considering like 
companies nowadays are just like completely corrupt and full of shit <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to treating their employees fairly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you've like I feel like your business model even maybe maybe if even if it hasn't gotten as many listens as you want quite yet, like I feel like you've made so many episodes of this amazing podcast and connected with all these people and I don't know. I mean, I would I I understand feeling that your degree is a piece of, you know, worthless. But at the same time, I feel like I can see even just in the way that you were able to, like, create this podcast that maybe your business degree has paid off. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, I mean, well, I mean, as with as with any business, as with anything, like you got to get your name out there. And how do you get your name out there? Network, 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 network. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, you laugh at it at first, but like, it's true. Like, you have to get your name out there. You got to like network. You got to, you know, talk to, you know, talk to people, be respectful, like uh, get I mean, Get as many stuff off the ground as you can. I mean, I know that I know not ev- not not every episode is going to be a hit, but mm-hmm. but it's like as long as I get content out there at the end of the day, as long as I'm as long as I'm doing something and not sitting at home doing nothing, then I feel like I'm being productive. And you know, if people li- listen to this for whatever reason and like it, then cool and if not then uh, okay i really don't care you're you're the one who clicked on it you clicked on it <laughs> jokes on you buddy like, you lost your time i'm doing good but but i mean at the end of the day like that's all i can do is like just record these episodes edit these episodes upload them whenever they go up and just post a link on social media mm-hmm. and, and people can click on those links and say you know they like it or they don't and that's all there is to it. Like there is, there is no secret. There is no, like, like there is no um, Ark of the Covenant <laughs> to it. You know, Ark of the Covenant. Are you? Wait, let me ask you this. Like, is your just so I'm understanding? You, um, your dream is to sort of have this talk show podcast um, and reach a bigger audience, or maybe get, you know, uh ads on this or is or no, I don't, do you I don't also wanna, have a dream I, I, in I, I, to do be doing voiceover or like what what's no, your, no, what are your biggest dreams I, I mean, my my like my dreams are just you know constantly changing you know as i get older i mean I yeah mean, it just as with everything i'm at that point where i don't know anymore i'm i'm you know because you know last year was like tough on everybody and like if anything mm-hmm. like last year was a was a year that I mm-hmm. did, was it was a year I did like a lot of self reflecting and I'm still doing a lot of self reflect mm. reflecting thinking about like what I want to do you know going forward cuz you know the world's going to be different come you know come after the pandemic and if anything like this pandemic has shown me like hey life is short and mm-hmm. you know you gotta like if you ha- if you want to do something that makes you happy you better do it now otherwise you know you're not going to get that ch- this chance again so mm. yeah <laughs> yeah and that's the i feel goal. like <laughs> even though even though you're like oh, okay i'm exhausted i mean it sounds like you do enjoy this podcast and doing well, I mean, some, I, I, some I have to if I if I'm doing like two hundred something episodes, I have to find some joy in it. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> like I wouldn't bother like throwing some. I wouldn't bother like reaching out to so many people and their representatives and asking them to come on the show if I didn't find any value in it. You know, mm-hmm. 
if if I didn't ca- if I didn't care, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I'm just whatever. I'll just be. I could just be sitting on Twitter tweeting about dumb shit all day and, and not being productive and not doing anything worth my time and just like, hey, there you go. <laughs> if I didn't, mm-hmm. if I didn't care, but I mean, I care. I, I, and and this podcast has kept me sane. And Lord knows, I needed this podcast to. To keep me going with through twenty twenty yeah. and beyond, because oh my god, if I didn't have this podcast, who who knows what it would, what would have happened? <laughs> oh, I get the shivers just thinking about what that would have been like. Yeah, no, I and I I've been lucky like to um, live with my boyfriend, and we also like got a dog. And I mean, I feel like living with someone it has pros and cons during a pandemic, where it's like. On the one hand, you are stuck with them all the time. But on the other hand, like, I do feel like it kept me sane having someone to talk to, right? Like, having, having like, a, 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 just a human to bounce off of in some way. And I feel like that's, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, so, like, for me, and I think a lot of people, like, just having any kind of social outlet is, like, essential for sanity. Um, but... Yeah, I was I was ref- self reflecting this year, and like I, I very much am craving community, being like being in kitchens with women making things in hot pots, like, and maybe also family and childering, maybe also music, like wanting to like be around music more. And I have this dream. I'm like a big environmentalist, which I haven't mentioned yet on the pod, but pretty deep in some local environmental politics here in LA and, um, you know, policy change, you know, I believe change like starts at a local level and there is a lot of exciting stuff happening in LA and in California with like renewable energy and solar energy and trying to like ban single use plastics and, um, this whole, you know, scene. Um, but my dream, I have a dream of doing like a zero waste, um, music and comedy festival. I I remember going to Jack Black's tenacious D has this, um, comedy festival. That's like a musical comedy festival. I forget what it's called. But I went there and I loved it. And my dream is to like have one that is zero, like post one that is also zero waste. Um, so it'd be like literally like you bring your own containers and cups or you we have like fully compostable plates or something like that. And and we use like um, solar powered um, amps and like, I don't know, I just feel like uh, it could be a really cool uh really cool thing and you know maybe a trend setting thing i hope uh they have a um a festival they did like a a zero waste music fest in japan where they use like you know solar powered amps and stuff so this is i'm just putting it out there on the pod that this is a dream i have and if you hear this and it's also your dream please contact me (laughs) please contact me no, that's a pretty cool idea, but again, you know, difference between Japan and and um and the US is that, you know, Japan is more open to to crazy ideas while the US is like, "Eh, you know, we don't want to spend money on this cuz it might get popular and we don't want that and it might raise awareness for a good cause instead of a terrible cause." So, yeah, no, pass. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I'm going to 
I'm going to push back on you there. I, I feel like in California, it'll be really, oh, people would love it. I feel like there's, I feel like for every, I, I, I feel like it's like for every belief in America, there's like an equal and opposite belief also in America. Like, you know, where it's like for that person that's like, fuck the environment. There's someone that's just like, save the environment. And I feel like almost to the point, too, with the news where it's like anything I could read, uh, you know, I happen to be, I, I believe, like a liberal Democrat in general. I'm living in like I've only ever lived in um, left Democratic areas my whole life. And that tends to be where I fall. But I feel like, you know, this year I became aware, like my one of my aunt and cousins in Florida you know, they are reading and listening to news that is telling them the exact opposite of what my news is telling me. And I tend to maybe like listen to the New York Times or, um, you know, just like uh, different news sources that I trust. And it's like whatever they're listening to, it could be like, it, like I'll read something that's just like, you know, solar powered, uh, you know, solar powered panels are the future and going to save us. And then they'll read an article that's like solar powered panels are killing us where it's like literally for everything, like I could read about anything they're going to have. Someone is making an article saying the opposite. And to the point where I'm like, uh, it's very frustrating and scary. And it also makes me be like, Oh, maybe I should question the news I'm reading too. Even though like, I believe that I'm just like, I mean, like, love, love and saving the environment, like, has to be the answer. I don't really know why, like, war and, like, investing in the militia would be a better answer. But, I mean, to me, anyway, I, I feel like I just went down a real rabbit hole and maybe word vomited on you here. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah I'm, and, i am i am like i i if you if you're someone who knows me personally you know that i have like very strong opinions but um, <laughs> i don't want to get into them on the podcast because a it would be like eight hours long if i got into like every every single hot every single opinion i have and b i'm pretty sure people would stop listening like altogether because because you know people now like simple simple statements like racism is bad is like controversial to say apparently so yeah. okay okay yeah hopefully i didn't lose too many fans um, from my um political rant just then but you know i mean Point being, uh, you know, I don't know what the point is, but point being that uh, I think my idea for a zero waste music and comedy fest is going to be a smash hit. Smash hit. <laughs> well, I mean, wait and see. Wait and see. You know, wait in- and see. Sounds interesting. No one's done it before. I mean, no one's done like a comedy special based on a zero waste zero waste mm-hmm. uh, comedy special so it's an original original idea so who knows maybe it'll take off maybe it, w- it won't who knows like it's 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 good to experiment with concepts that no one else is doing that that is my that is my take <laughs> mm. well i'll take it because you were a business you know <laughs> you, you were in business major so you probably know you probably know things i don't know <laughs> Is yeah. anyone still listening to this? And if so, um, how are you? 
Yeah, I think we're at that point where we got to wrap it up because I think we lost everyone after we started talking about like fathers and Netflix passwords and what have you. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. And, okay. Because um... cause I'm looking at the time and it's it's like an hour. Yeah. And it's, we've been talking for like an hour and 25 minutes. So Uh-oh. it's like, yeah, okay. so it's time to, to wrap it up. <laughs> so... Thank you so much for taking the time up to do this. Before we go, um, is there anywhere people can find you to bug you online? Yes. Um, at Cat Pilardi Party on Instagram is great. And I'm also on Twitter with that same um, account. But I pretty much just post on Instagram. Or find me on YouTube, Cat Pilardi. You know, um, those are great ways to reach me and see my stuff. All right. Thanks so much for taking the time out to do this. This has been fun. And as always, if you ever want to come back to do to do more of this for whatever reason. Oh, you, God. I, then you, then you, I don't want to burden you, but um, <laughs> I could talk about more daddy issues. So I'll think about that. <laughs> then you know where to find me. Until then, take care and I'll see you later. Bye bye. OK, bye. <laughs>